You're listening to episode four of the Practice Brave podcast. Welcome to the Practice Brave podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Battles, a strength and conditioning coach and the founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism. The Practice Brave podcast brings you the relatable, trustworthy, and transparent health and fitness information you're looking for when it comes to coaching, being coached, and transitioning through the variables of motherhood and womanhood. If you're a pregnant or postpartum athlete or a coach working with this population, this show is specifically designed for you. All right, let's get started. Hey guys, I'm here today with Heather Osby, who is a great friend and colleague of mine, and she also happens to be a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Her and I hit it off so well a few years ago that we have now collaborated on two different projects together. The first one we made was a free ebook for you to download. It's linked in the show notes called How to Adjust Your Exercise During Pregnancy, and it really breaks down a lot of the different considerations that, yes, exercise modifications, but all-encompassing modifications and what to do, what to maybe not do, or how to do things differently. And then we also went on to create the Pregnant Athlete Training Program together, and that is a program to follow through your pregnancy if you just want to be told what to do and how to do it and when to do it. And so all the workouts are designed for exactly where you're at in pregnancy. It was really cool to get to know her over the past few years. And she has such a heart and mind that is geared towards really being relatable and friendly and so funny. So I'm excited to bring her voice here today and be able to introduce you to somebody I care a lot about. Hey guys, welcome back to the Practice Brave podcast. I'm really excited to have my friend and colleague, Heather Osby, here with us today to talk all things pregnancy athleticism. Heather, thanks for being here. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I am Heather Osby and I am a mom of three and live in Iowa. And I am a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. I love CrossFit and intense exercise, lifting weights all that fun stuff. And I, like I said, I'm a trainer. I do a little bit of in-person work and then I also have an online business as well. And I'm a postpartum athleticism coach, which is how I got to know you. And that's just been an exciting journey to be on because I just came out of my last pregnancy, better than my last pregnancy anyway, my third pregnancy. (laughs) And uh, my baby is seven months old now. And I'm kind of just coming out of the haze of what that pregnancy was like. Right. I mean, it's pretty crazy because you have three little girls. And so when we connected, it was like, oh, it's so great to get to know you. And what do we have in common? You have three girls. I have two boys. And but then now that we've been working together, I'm totally on the same page. It's There's so much more in common than there is that isn't. So it's been pretty cool to get to know you. Yeah. And you know, as as I was thinking about how I got to know you, it's actually kind of funny because I was, I can remember it clear as day when I was sitting in a coffee shop and I listened to an interview that you had done with someone else. And I had maybe, maybe knew your name before that, but I was listening to you talk and I was like, who is this woman? I love her. Like just your mindset, just the way that you adapted training to pregnancy and postpartum, the way you thought about things. I was like, I need to know her and I need to learn from her and I need to be friends with her. So it was like part of my total domination plan. And it's played out very flawlessly. I'd like to say. You found me. Uh, I found you. And I like slithered my way into your, <laughs> into your life. Now, now we're like buddies. 
Oh my gosh. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad this all has evolved and it's really connected me with so many great people all around the world. So glad that you are one of them. Tell us a little bit about your last pregnancy and how it was different than your first two. Yes, definitely. So I think in order to talk about my last pregnancy, I have to give a little bit of context about my first pregnancy, which was about, well, I have a six-year-old, so about seven years ago. And I can remember this very specific day. I was maybe midway through my pregnancy and there was running prescribed in that workout that day at the CrossFit gym that I went to. And I remember thinking, I probably shouldn't run right now because it didn't feel good. Like every step I took, it just felt not great. But I was afraid of looking lazy and I kept doing things like far beyond the point that I should have because I was just so scared about losing my fitness. I I was worried about what people thought, like if I was modifying that she'd be lazy, she's not a badass. You know, I was living for kind of some of, some of those accolades that I'd maybe get. And I just was afraid that if I stopped running, then I would stop going to the gym, that I would lose this sense of like, who I was. And it sounds kind of funny to say it now, but exercise defined who I was back then. And and I would still say it's a very much a part of my identity now, seven years later, but in my first pregnancy, all of a sudden I have a different body and things are changing rapidly. And I was really scared to honor my body and where it was at and what it needed at that stage, because I was afraid I was going to lose it. Right. That like, Oh, now I'm just not a person who goes to the gym anymore because I need these modifications and I'm, I'm lazy or whatever. So that's where I was. That was 100% my mindset, which kept me doing things far beyond when I ever should have been doing them. But when I got pregnant with my third child, which was, you know, five years later, I had taken your course. I had taken a couple other courses. I was had a, a solid base of education and then experience coaching other women under my belt. So I felt much more confident about what to do in the gym each day and how to honor my changing body, my very like rapidly changing body. And I knew that by choosing to maybe step away from some of the more dynamic exercises as my body was sort of requesting it, I knew that that was not forever. It was just temporary. And it was what I needed right now in order to preserve my fitness, my athleticism for the next, you know, 50 years. Cause I fully intend to be like a grandma at the gym deadlifting, you know, maybe 55 pound deadlifts instead of 155 pound deadlifts. But regardless, that's, you know, what I want to be. And so I knew I had also seen myself in my third pregnancy recover from two other births and postpartum experiences. And I knew that the exercises would come back doing all the things I loved. I would 100% be able to do those things again, but in order, like just hitting pause as my body kind of needed to on certain things, and I was still planning to do able to do plenty of other things, but hitting pause allowed me to actually, I think, feel good in my body, both during my pregnancy and in that postpartum time. So it was just so much more peace that third time around. Absolutely. I think, you know, so many women struggle to kind of pause aspects of their training, their identity, what they do. And there's this willingness to want to push boundaries, but it's really more of an effort to hold on to what they were doing and and try to circle back and always say that, you know, pregnancy is not a time to maintain. It is a time to adapt. 
But so many of us, like myself included, as most people listening know, like worked really hard to just maintain, maintain, maintain. And when you can get to the point in your almost like maturity as an athlete and mother and whatever else, I don't know, maybe maturity isn't the right word, but you just get to a different point where you realize that, you know, this is not what defines you as healthy, fit, strong, whatever. Like we're just doing what we can to have a solid baseline. And there's so many variables that influence pregnancy and the more grace you can give yourself, the better experience you end up having. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just want to like honor that though, for people that I think people who gravitate towards that more like intense form of exercise struggle with that struggle with the ability to just have the grace for themselves, both in and out of the gym, most likely, but you know, specifically in the gym, it's, it's hard. And so I think having conversations like the one that we're having and sharing our experiences will hopefully create space for women to not take all the way to their pregnancy to give themselves that grace. You know, if only I would have been able to to know you back six years ago or seven years ago, well, you and I were probably both running and jumping and snatching and doing all kinds of stuff. But, you know, if this information had been available then, then maybe it would have been, maybe that would have been the permission that I needed. And I would love to say that I could have given myself that permission in my first pregnancy, but sometimes I think you might need to get that permission from someone else if you can't yet give it to yourself. I absolutely agree. And, you know, we talk about this a lot, but it's like you have to become who you need it a lot of times just to give yourself that grace and to have that education and confidence in what you're doing and and why you're doing it. And that can be a really hard thing to find. And I mean, I wish I had this information years ago too, but overall it really is, we become who we need and we get this information out there. And now we become resources for other women in our gym, in our community online, where we're saying there's other ways to go about this. It does not have to be super conservative. Don't do anything, but it also doesn't have to be extreme where it's pushing boundaries all through pregnancy of trying to maintain or try to like jump back right into where you left off postpartum. There is a messy middle. And I think that's what we are all as pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches and as this movement grows and exposure or trying to expose as you can still be an athlete and that can still look different during pregnancy. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that you can do, you know, it's not this like, oh, you just have to walk for the next nine months. Like I I was in my third pregnancy, I was just as sweaty and breathless and getting my, you know, muscles like fatigued as I, as I could be when I wasn't pregnant, I was just doing it a different way. And I was, had an awareness about my body. Like I knew what I was looking for, you know, it's too often. There's just this, like, I'll just listen to my body or, you know, a coach who doesn't have experience training this population might say, just listen to your body and you'll be fine. Well, what are you supposed to listen for? You know, it takes that, um, I think a certain level of education to know like what to tune in for. Absolutely. But I mean, a lot of us haven't been exposed to why we need to have a different approach. There is very conservative and it's almost like because women can't lift over 15 pounds because, oh, it's not safe for the baby or her uterus. And maybe that is the case for some women, right? With different considerations in their pregnancy. And then there's other 
pieces of advice that come from doctors or coaches or moms in the gym who just say, well, just keep doing what you've always done. Listen to your body. Right. But that's really vague. And so we want to gravitate to what we want to hear. So as athletes, it's really like affirming to hear, oh, we'll just kind of do what you've always done. Listen to your body. And it's so broad that it gives us that permission to kind of like hit it and kind of do whatever we were doing before. But now we're, we have so much more awareness over our core and pelvic health and really trying to prioritize our long-term health function and fitness, at least in the ways that we can control. And exercise Mm -hmm. is something that we have control of in a chapter of our life where there's so many variables that influence our body and life symptoms, et cetera. So I think I'd love to talk about some of the, the tactics that you used during your different trimesters and maybe the themes that you went off of to prioritize like exercise modifications, but overall like modifications to your entire being during (laughs) those phases of your life. So yes, Um, tell us like one theme and one tactic you used for each trimester. Absolutely. So just to, for reference, I had a really terrible morning sickness my first trimester. About 13, 14 weeks, I felt like a brand new person. But those first few weeks were miserable for me. So in my first trimester, my theme was really rest. Someday I would still go to the gym when I felt up to it, but I would definitely worked out with less frequency than I normally had because Sundays just like getting up and getting my, my big kids breakfast was as much as I could do. So when I would work out, I would build more rest into that workout, whether it was a couple minutes rest in between rounds, maybe cutting down some volume and going a little bit slower, or just simply taking a day off and going for a walk. I was pregnant in the fall. So it was a really nice time to just like go out and go for a long walk and sometimes like scream cry about (laughs) having a little pity party for myself and how terrible I felt. But I would say first trimester was really just a rest in a variety of ways. And then second trimester, I I really think it is specialization and fun. And what I mean by specialization was I learned after my second pregnancy and my second postpartum experience where I did way too much, way too soon, that having stronger glutes made my body just feel good in general. So my low, I've always struggled with issues with my low back since I maybe a little bit predisposed to it. Maybe it's, you know, how I trained in that first pregnancy and postpartum and second. But I know for me that having glutes, strong glutes helps my back feel good. So in that second trimester, I really, as I got back consistent in the gym, I really specialized in making sure my glutes were strong. So what that looked like was sometimes, you know, making sure I was adding like glute specific finishers to a workout or, you know, as my gym's strength programming, some days they would program like snatches or cleans. And those weren't really, I felt like the best use of my time, especially as my belly was starting to grow and impeding my bar path to begin with. So I would opt to still go to my class and still work out with them, but I would do squats and deadlifts over, you know, snatches and cleans because it's what my body kind of needed and it's what felt good. And in that second trimester, I felt a lot better. So fun. I was trying to have fun with my workouts because if you're not having fun, like what is the point? So I kind of started to be able to experience some of that again. Then in my third trimester, the theme was really like show up and tune in, you know, being in my community of people made me feel good. 
So I kept my, I wanted to go as much as I could. I knew that I would be taking a hiatus for a little while and that life would be crazy with a newborn. So I kind of tried to soak up my friendships in the community and just the fun atmosphere as much as I could. And I just had very low expectations of my performance at that point in time. And I was really tuning in and paying attention to my body. You know, in that third trimester, it's, your belly is really growing. Things are really changing. So things that were easy two weeks ago were all of a sudden a lot harder. And I was having to pay attention to what was happening in my body. So for example, I can remember a very specific day where I was doing banded pull downs and I couldn't do them anymore. Like my belly popped out, it, it tented and coned and just looked. I remember Annie, my friend Annie, who, you know, looking across the gym at me and she was like, oh boy, like, look at that. So two weeks ago, I could do it just fine. At that point, I no longer had the control in my core and I couldn't do it properly. So I was paying attention to what was happening. And, you know, as that baby is getting bigger and bigger, your body, your core and your pelvic floor is a stressed out system just because of growing a baby. Now you add more dynamic exercises on top of it and it can just, some things can be a little bit much. So it's important to kind of tune in at that stage and pay attention to how does my core feel? How does my pelvic pelvic floor feel? Am I feeling pressure? And that's what I was trying to focus on in that third trimester. No, I love it. There's so much I want to touch on here. So I think a lot of athletes that I work with struggle because the training environment that they're in, they want to stay in. And so you work out in a CrossFit gym through your pregnancy for the most part. How did you navigate training there and not feeling so removed from the class or maybe feeling judged either, even if it was just like your own subconscious? I know so many of us have struggled with feeling like, I don't want to be off in the corner doing my own thing. I still want to be involved, but it feels like I have to modify everything. And that's so stressful and it's so frustrating. And I don't know what to do. What's a good modification for this or whatever. And so there's a lot of thoughts and even confusion and, and people get really discouraged trying to be in the environment that they love, but having to totally change it a lot of times. Yeah, definitely. I totally understand that. I think the key is education. I think with education comes confidence and with confidence comes the ability to kind of not give a crap what other people in the gym think if they're judging you, if they're not judging you, if your trainer is kind of giving you the side eye that maybe you should do more. If you're confident in what you know to be true or what you know that your body needs for rather, then I think you're going to care less about what people think. So for me, having the education of being a coach and having experience made a big difference, but I don't think that you have to necessarily be a postpartum and athleticism coach in order to have that confidence. And I think that, you know, if you're an HR person from Idaho who just likes to work out, you know, you can still find ways to educate yourself through, you know, some of the resources that you and I have created together, some of the resources that you have on our website that are separate. There's information out there that you can use. You can hire your own coach for one session or a, a couple of sessions just to check in with and get really clear on where you're at. So I think the more that you are educated, the more confident you will be to just disregard what other people are doing or what other people are thinking rather. And, you know, for me, I had seen my body feel amazing and I had seen my body in pain. And when my body was in pain, I was seeing a PT and a chiropractor and a massage therapist, like all of these things 
very regularly. It very much interrupted my life. And I did not want to go back to that if I could avoid it. And so I knew that I was the only one that had to live in my body, not my trainer, not the other people in the gym who might have thoughts or feelings about what I was doing. And I had to let that go. And I want to stress that this was not a confidence that I had got on day one of my pregnancy. And then I just had it throughout. I had to check in with myself and check in with you with other, you know, postpartum coaches in our group that we're in like very regularly to get that reminder that this is temporary. Like I'm making the best choices for my body right now. Like it will come back to me down the road when I have healed postpartum, you know, it's all, it's all going to be okay. This was a, a almost daily reminder and that's why, you know, in the pregnancy program that you and I created, I, I wanted to emphasize, because I was in it when we wrote that, I wanted to emphasize that fact to our participants or in that program, like in every stage of it, because I feel like you need to hear it this week and then next week, maybe a couple more times this week. Like you just don't have the confidence and keep it forever. It's going to wax and wane. Right. And I think the education helps like a ton. Absolutely. I think we all need that affirmation that you're exactly where you need to be right now. Your body is doing exactly what it needs to do right now. And it is okay for that to look different than what you expected or what it used to do and look like and feel like and all of those things. All of this is temporary. And I think as women, it's really hard because we're always, especially athletic women, like we're always kind of chasing a certain aesthetic or a certain uh, performance or feeling or whatever. Like there's so many variables that we're, we're chasing in our quest for health and fitness and pregnancy and postpartum is a time where we know that's going to look different. But honestly, I think it's a great time for it to prepare us for, for the rest of our life. There's so many things that, you know, we're, for better or for worse, I know you've been talking about this a lot, but we're all getting older, you know, and there's just, there's just things that are on the horizon that we're going to have to be aware of and sort of surrender to things changing and shifting. And it's not that we're not going to be athletic and still doing the things that we love. It's just, it might look different and giving ourselves that mental space to, to process that and be adaptable is, is so key. And I loved what you said about being educated and having that give you the confidence to navigate pregnancy and postpartum because we become so reliant on coaches, we become reliant on our doctors. And while there is a time and place for certain certain feedback and, and guidance from them, um, a lot of coaches don't understand what you want to do. A lot of doctors do not understand what your training really looks like and what that means and not really connecting the dots between your core and pelvic health, your health and safety, and your just overall interest in what you're trying to do athletically. So becoming your own advocate is critical. And that really has been the driving force for why I've created everything was that I felt like so many women were like, why didn't I know? Why didn't anyone tell me? Why? And this, it just didn't exist before. So we had to sort of create our own resources for athletes and coaches like us to have better information so that they knew they could be the advocate. They had the confidence. They at least knew the minimum and you know, for the very for the specifics, yeah, we can also dial that in on a more one-on-one level. But broadly speaking, we have the information now. You just have to be willing to dive into it and read it, so that you're not counting on somebody else to be the expert on your own body. Yeah, I mean, you you really have to take that ownership of finding the information and educating yourself because 
you're the coach at of your favorite group fitness class of your like wherever you're working out they may be an awesome coach that you love and they are wonderful but they probably don't have education on this topic unless they have sought extra continuing ed this is not something that exists in a regular generalized group fitness or personal training certification so it's important to know that and know that they might not know they may have the best of intentions but they might not know and absolutely getting and someone either remotely or in person that does know can be key right and i know you and i talk about this a lot but you have to also take into account that just because your coach had a baby once mm-hmm. or five times or uh your coach's wife had a baby that doesn't mean they understand the the ins and outs <laughs> literally <Right>. figuratively <laughs> of yeah uh, Oh man, mom jokes. <laughs> they don't necessarily understand your training and your the impact it's having on your your body now from the inside out. And so getting this specific information so that you can make those kind of adjustments will really be critical, not just now, but long-term. And I love what you said about that. So I think this is actually a good time to pivot into talking a little bit about the free resource that we made. We made Heather and I made an ebook together called how to adjust your exercise during pregnancy. And it is, it is literally that, and we made it because we want you to have the information and guidance and have it be accessible to a lot of people. It's free. We want you to have that. And we want it to be a resource that is used and trusted in gyms everywhere because it's, it's taking into account things that extend beyond exercise modifications. Anybody can make a modification for a burpee, right? But it's not just about that. Like we're talking about a whole spectrum of modifications from core and pelvic health considerations to mindset considerations and really dialing that in per trimester. So Heather, can you tell us a little bit about this ebook? Yes, I would love to, because I was in the thick of pregnancy, like third trimester when I wrote this. So I knew what was top of mind for a pregnant person right then. And then I pair that with so my current experience and then our education, I feel like this, I'm going to pat ourselves on the back. I think we knocked it out of the park. And I think we came (laughs) up with an incredible resource for people because you're right. It's not just about what can I sub sit-ups with? What can I sub this seemingly like an air quotes unsafe exercise with? What's a safe one? And we really expand on, you know, what you need to be thinking about beyond that. You know, maybe it's not subbing something rep for rep. Maybe it's deciding to change that exercise with something that better matches where your body is at, at that stage and adjusting your training for each trimester. You know, we talked a little bit about the tactics that I used in each trimester, but your body, it's like different every single day. And so how you train in your first trimester is going to be different than how you train in your third trimester. And we break that down. So yes, we give some exercise modifications because sometimes you just need some ideas, but we also take it further to like, this is what's happening in the second trimester. This is how your growing belly is changing things in your body. And here's what you need to know about your training based on that body. And I just think it's an awesome resource. You know, I've seen some people print it out and hang it in their gym. And that makes my heart very happy. And I would love to see that in every gym. (laughs) Oh, I, I so agree. You know, it really is taking the big picture into talking about pregnancy and 
not just it being like pregnancy is temporary, postpartum is forever, right? So what we do during pregnancy can have implications on our long-term function and performance. So we're really, what we're talking about now is on behalf of the later. And I think that that has to be the driving force for why this is relevant, why it's relatable, and why it should be implemented for a variety of women. And we're not just talking about CrossFit athletes. This is really, this can be applied to a variety of women who are wanting to exercise through their pregnancy. And because if you can really understand the themes that are talked about, you can adapt it to fit your own exercise choice and ability. Definitely. And I, you know, I, I like what you say about like pregnancies is temporary and postpartum is forever, because the thing that I think we've started to see more is people may do all the crazy stuff in their pregnancy, right? Like everything we would tell them not to do, they might do. And it might, they might be fine in the moment, but a lot of times it's down the road when we see these issues come out, you know, maybe issues with pelvic flora, issues with core, whatever injury, you know, for me, it was my back. So what you're doing, it's hard to know, like you don't have that immediate feedback sometimes. Right. See. So having this education to be like, okay, I don't really know, but I'm going to err on the side of being educated and choosing to train my body in an appropriate way for pregnancy to give me the best chance because we can't control everything, but give me the best chance to be set up for like a solid return to exercise postpartum. Absolutely. And we talk about just playing the long game, like play the long game and the highest level athletes I work with, they totally, they get it. They buy into that. They're like, yes, tell me what it's going to take to make a run for the Olympics. Tell me what it's going to take to compete here or to do this because they, they know that what they do now needs to have purpose for the long game. For them, it might be because it's their profession and for others, it might just be because it's their, their true interest. But I think that, that, that we could all apply that to what we do and why we do it. So 100%. Yeah. And this of course (laughs) leads into why we created a program for pregnant athletes called the pregnant athlete training program is because we wanted to create a resource that is relatable and trustworthy. And because over the years I've had so many people reach out and just say, Brie, like, can you program for me? Can you just tell me what to do? I don't want to think, I just want to know that I am doing what is safe for me right now. And I mean, it's a beast of a program. So I was always really intimidated to create that because I knew it needed to be incredibly specific for the kind of women that would want this program. And during my own pregnancy, (laughs) with my last pregnancy, I was truly not in the headspace to, I guess, to record and document so much of that pregnancy. I was creating the coach course during that time and moving. And honestly, I was just really scared about having my second child. So (laughs) I felt like, oh gosh, did I like miss the boat on creating a pregnancy program? I didn't get to do it myself. What should I do? And then when you and I were talking, it just clicked that, oh my gosh, Heather is in a perfect part of her own pregnancy right now. She's kind of into filming it and documenting it. This could be a really great way to combine my programming and overall themes and guidance on that with you being able to film and document and share some of the teaching and movements. Yeah. You know, that moment when that came out was just this pivotal point 
think for, for me, I, I don't know about for you, but for me, 100%, because, you know, for people who are listening to this, just to like set this up, Brie and I were having a conversation about her coming to Iowa and leading a workshop. And we were just talking about how that might work. And then somehow the topic of pregnancy training came up and that you said, you know, I need a pregnancy program, but I feel like, you know, am I past that point? You know, I have too many other things going on. I don't know. And I sent you a text afterwards and I was like, let's do it. Let's do it together. And I was already, you know, pregnant and writing my own programming for my workouts. And I was like, we could mash all of this up. And, and you said, yes. And we, we came together and we like wrote this programming and we created this, this resource for women that I think is incredible. And, you know, I know for a lot of people, their maybe reservation about a program like this is like, well, I love my community. Like, I don't want to do something different. Like, I don't want to leave my community. And I, I feel like I walked it out in a really cool way where I was able to show up at my own community that I loved, but bring these workouts with me and just kind of modify what they were doing like with these workouts. So I was still there and I was still seeing my people, but I was doing the workouts from this program at the same time. And I wasn't in my own corner. I was like right up there with them. And it was, it was great. And I think that there is a lot of room for the fluidity in that. Absolutely. And just from a program design perspective, it is programmed as a true strength and conditioning program where we have different cycles and intentions. And we really want our athletes going through this to feel good in their movements and to feel proficient in understanding things that maybe they're having to do that's new, uh, different breath strategies, different position strategies, um, so that they feel very aware and purposeful behind why we're doing this. Again, it's not just exercise modifications. We sort of put in the exercise modifications for you every, you know, every cycle, whether it's month by month or trimester by trimester, depending on what, what we're talking about here movement wise, but we try to put all of that in there for you. So you're not having to think about, Oh, what's a good modification for this or that. It's really just, it's a done for you program so that you can just go and enjoy and know that you're getting a really well-balanced strength training, conditioning, whether that's metabolic conditioning or maybe more endurance space, and just some things that help you feel like a really well-rounded athlete and strong in your body from the inside out. And I think that's really important because when you're just going and doing something random every day, that can feel like you kind of get over it. It can feel boring or it can feel discouraging because you're like, God, I just want to follow something. I just want to like feel purposeful in my workouts, right? And in my training. And when it's just random or you're having to modify on the on a whim, it's really hard. That's just yeah. yeah, sometimes really hard. It is really hard. And you know, I love that as we were designing this program, we were like, okay, someone is 20 weeks pregnant. What's happening in their body? How's their how's their core probably feeling? How's their pelvic floor feeling? Like what do we know about their body at this stage? And then we designed the strength and the the conditioning and everything for that cycle for that body and as best we can. And I think that that is just such a cool, cool thing to think about because like I said earlier, you know, what you need in the first trimester is very different than what you would need in the third trimester. Absolutely. And, you know, we see so many women come into this program at different points in time and it's never too late to start implementing a new and different specific 
training approach to your pregnancy. Some people are like, oh, well, I'm already 20 weeks. I'm like, great. That's a perfect time to start. Yeah, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah exactly. You know, the program is very valuable before the 20 week mark, but we make so there's still so much that happens in that second half. That's where the meat of it is for sure. Absolutely. And you know, I'm just, I'm grateful that this program exists. It really needed to uh, be created. And, and I think in order to have really well-rounded resources for athletes and coaches, there, a program does need to exist that is trustworthy based on our current evidence and is also relatable where it's connecting dots between the, the, the mindset changes that are happening in mm-hmm. our identity and how we feel and, and taking into account athlete brain, the education for understanding our changed and changing body with core and pelvic health considerations, not just now, but for long-term and then just making it really relatable and athletic so that we can feel similar, but know that we were training in a way that's very specific for where we're at right now on behalf of our long-term. So definitely grateful that we came together to create that because I know it's helped a lot of people already and it will go on and continue to help a lot of people navigate a chapter that maybe feels overwhelming. And all of this circles back to we have become who we wish we would have had (laughs) the first time around quite a few years ago. Um, But really just creating as much information for people so that they have options, right? These options exist for a reason. And uh, for anybody listening, it you have the, the freedom to say, what do I need for right now? What's appropriate for me right now? And I have options to choose from, and there's no shortage of information. It's all right here. And, and we're here to help guide that. Yeah. And we love it. This is our, this is our work and our passion. So both the free resources and the paid program have been so fun to create and see out working in the world. Yes, absolutely. So Heather, where can people follow you and find you if they aren't already? Instagram is a great place to connect with me. I'm heather.osby on Instagram. And there is a healthy mix of education on there, as well as, you know, my kind of daily mom life and the crazy things that happen when you have three children and two huge dogs. And then heatherosby.com, which is a recently redone website that I've poured a lot of heart and soul and effort into over the last few months. So, and, and on Facebook as well, but I'm a little less active on Facebook. Yeah, I hear you. Well, awesome. We will link all of that in the show notes and you guys, thank you so much for listening today. We would love to get feedback on this episode. If you have questions for me or for Heather on training through pregnancy, We got you covered, I promise. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I would love it if you could leave a review. So thank you so much for listening. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure you head over to my website, www.briannabattles.com and find my free and paid resources and make sure to connect with me on Instagram at brianna.battles. Talk to you soon.